You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. People are seeing the the permissionless nature of these blockchains and the, the power of it. Bitcoin gave us the promise of a decentralized future. Peer-to-peer payments, permissionless, borderless, uncensorable. The release of Bitcoin unleashed an explosion of thousands of different currencies, tokens, lending and earning systems, different ecosystems all on their own chain, creating alternatives to what used to be a monopoly on finance. But in order to navigate this world, move from one ecosystem to the next, you need centralized exchanges, gatekeepers, potential sensors, potential borders. You use these exchanges only with their permission. They can choose to deny you access. Coin exchange websites will have blocked access. Or they can choose to block certain cryptocurrencies. XRP will be officially delisted. Monero, Zcash, Zcoin, Dash. Many exchanges are now delisting these assets. 99.99% of global trading of native Bitcoin is done through custodians and intermediaries that can be censored. Relying on these centralized entities handicaps this decentralized world that we'd hoped for and leaves users vulnerable to the pitfalls of centralization, exchange hacks or governments targeting those who run the exchanges. Criminal and civil charges were brought against former BitMEX CEO Arthur Hayes. Dodex owner Farouk Fadi Ozer has fled the country with $2 billion total in crypto. Mt. Gox has lost upwards of 744 As Eric Voorhees said, any money is useless without the ability to trade it. And so exchanges must become decentralized. My friend just went to go buy some Ethereum on a a centralized exchange recently, and they couldn't withdraw the Ethereum for like nine days. Like, what is that about? What world are we in where we're like, this is cool, we're okay with this. Hell no, we're not okay with this. This is ridiculous. Chad Barraford is part of a community working on a decentralized solution to decentralized exchanges. DEXs came to a fore in 2020 with the explosion of decentralized finance platforms like Uniswap, a sushi swap. This is this is really where the revolution is going to happen. But such platforms have only been possible for exchanging assets within a single ecosystem. Ethereum DEXs can swap Ethereum and Ethereum-based tokens. Binance Smart Chain can swap BEP20 assets. DEXs on Solana only support Solana assets. How do you swap assets across chains in a decentralized way? There have been many experiments, but liquidity has been limited and there's been nothing yet that matches the success of something like Uniswap, which has almost $8 billion in value locked on the platform currently. But now there's ThorChain. The simplest and most concise way of of describing it is that it's a cross-chain Uniswap. It is a decentralized exchange that allows you to exchange assets, not just from within the Ethereum network, uh, but also within uh, Bitcoin to Ethereum to Litecoin to Bitcoin Cash. Uh, to Binance chain. The network can receive an asset on one chain like Bitcoin and send out on another chain like Ethereum. Almost any chain out there can theoretically be supported by this network, not even just layer one, but also layer two chains. ThorChain will allow you to transfer any digital asset for any other without a middleman. Imagine billions in daily volume secured trustlessly. 
with no central party. Without uh, KYC, without going through all that uh, rigmarole, and you can just swap there on demand. On demand means that instead of having some central entity pairing your trade with someone else, meaning if you want to sell one ETH, they match you with someone who wants to buy it, ThorChain is what's known as an automatic market maker. Your trade isn't paired with another person. You use liquidity pools instead of order books. The pool itself, the network itself, is always your counterparty at all times, freely available any moment in time. You trade with these collective pools and pay a fee to do so. And the money in the pools comes from people who deposit their money there in order to earn interest. That interest is generated by these exchange fees. All while retaining full custody of their assets. How do you get different chains to talk to each other? It's not a very easy thing to do, which is why we haven't really seen it up until now. How it works is that ThorChain has its own chain, which we refer to as a state chain. And you have validators who run a node on this state chain, otherwise known as ThorChain. But they also run a node for every other chain that ThorChain supports. So they'll run a Bitcoin node, an Ethereum node, a Bitcoin Cash node. And then each of the validators observe the various wallets that ThorChain kind of owns or, or manages and looks for transactions being sent to the an address that's managed by the ThorChain network. So if I wanted to exchange a Bitcoin for some Ethereum, I'd send my Bitcoin to a specific Bitcoin address that they're watching. Each individual validator says, hey, I saw Naomi send you know, one Bitcoin to us and she wants to get Ethereum at this address. And then once a, a two thirds majority of all the validators say, we got a super majority consensus that this is actually took place. Let's go ahead and send Naomi her, her uh, Ethereum. So those node operators go ahead and sign the transaction, allowing ETH from the pool to be sent to me. As soon as I have enough confirmations on the Bitcoin blockchain, ThorChain will probably approve the transaction within five seconds. That's a whole lot faster than using most centralized exchanges. If you wanted to swap BTC to ETH via Coinbase, for example, it would probably take you about 45 minutes. And these node validators are rewarded for securing the network. You earn block rewards and yield from validating uh, the chain. There are a maximum of 100 node operators in this multi-chain system. And this is expected to increase to 200 or 300 with time. But with 30, 100, or even 300 validators, this system still wouldn't be as decentralized as Bitcoin itself. But it's orders of magnitude more decentralized than all the traditional exchanges currently processing Bitcoin trades. And it's not like there are just a handful of people in control. These validators constantly change. The network will churn in and out nodes continuously every three days. The nodes kicked out are those that showed any malicious behavior. Up to a third of node operators can be kicked out this way every three days. The system also kicks out the oldest node, meaning the longest continuously active node. This helps prevent jurisdictional capture and surveillance and gives more operators an opportunity to participate. The nodes that get, that get selected to turn into the network are the ones with the highest bond. Currently right now on KSNet, it's approximately over 1 million room to, um, to be turned into the network, which is approximately about about $10 million worth of room. That bond secures the assets in the network and is how the system prevents node operators from acting maliciously. If a validator says, you know what, I'm just going to take all this and keep it for myself the network will actually slash their bond 1.5x whatever amount they steal from the network. 
And so it actually is beneficial for them because it actually increases the pools uh, when, when a validator actually does steal funds from the network. Is the bond that they're putting up, is that used for anything? It's not actually doing anything other than just um, being a metaphorical axe that's hanging over the validator's neck to ensure that they don't do anything they shouldn't be doing. It's just not in the best interests of the node operators to steal money because they'll end up losing more than they'll make. So what benefit is it to regular users to use ThorChain? Well, apart from exchanging any asset for any other without having to trust your assets to a centralized party and not having to go through KYC, not being subject to the whims and regulation-motivated decisions of exchanges to delist coins, well, you can also earn money. ThorChain allows anyone to earn yield on their digital assets. You can deposit native Bitcoin, Ethereum, or anything else into liquidity pools and you earn yield. And this whole system is powered by the Rune token. It is the base token of the network. So in any given pool that's comprised of two assets, one always being Rune and the other one being Bitcoin or Ethereum or Tether. This is different from other automatic market makers where there might be several pools for certain assets to create different pairings. Having every pool paired with Rune makes the pools deeper, which means less slippage for traders, better rates, and will attract more traders and liquidity providers. What's the inflation schedule? of Rune. Total supply is, is capped at uh, 500 million. But you don't need Rune to use the system. From a trader's perspective, they're going directly from BTC to ETH or between any other assets. What's going on in the background with Rune is invisible to the trader. So if you only like Bitcoin and you want to earn yield on your Bitcoin, you don't want to ever touch Rune, well, you don't have to. You deposit your Bitcoin and you earn yield in native Bitcoin. And you can put that into the network, earn a yield, come back you know, sometime later and, uh, and walk away with some, some profits. What's great about a decentralized system is no one needs a special license to be a ThorChain validator. Anyone can run their own node to verify transactions. And it's up to the community to decide which assets are listed. No more banning of privacy coins or exchanges taking down any coins scrutinized by the SEC. Pretty much any chain could be added that want to be added by the community. That's a very significant uh, shift in crypto and cryptocurrency community. We're entering a new era of cryptocurrency, kicking out another centralized pillar in favor of a permissionless system. That's incredibly exciting. One of the biggest problems in cryptocurrency right now is that each blockchain is an isolated island and it's really hard to move from one island to the next. And ThorChain is offering an actual highway that is decentralized, that is freely available, that is permissionless, that is essentially persistent, all those things that we kind of hold dear in this community to freely move from asset A to asset B, no matter what chain those things are on. That's a huge shift and change in the space. I'm excited that it's finally here. To watch the video version of this episode, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute, or Library.io. I'm a Bitcoin parent, I'm